Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. If you've ever wanted to let other people sell in your store, but you don't want to warehouse the products, Bold has the app you need. It's called Marketplace. Your store could be a full marketplace or a hybrid where you sell products, but allow other merchants to sell on it as well. As a store owner, you set the percentage commission you want to take to let merchants sell on your site. Merchants get their own dashboard to create products, set their own shipping, and fulfill their own orders. You just collect the commission. If you want to try Marketplace out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. The unofficial Shopify podcast also gets support from our friends at Rewind. You probably back up your important computer files, right? But what about your Shopify store? Not many people realize that Shopify doesn't have a way for store owners to recover deleted items. When something's deleted in Shopify, it's gone forever, but not when you have Rewind. Rewind lets you recover deleted items from Shopify. If you've used Time Machine for the Mac, it's kind of like that, but for Shopify. Rewind backs up your products and product images, theme and theme assets, customers, orders, collections, pages, blogs, blog articles, comments, and more. Then if anything happens to them, say an employee makes a mistake, or an app that you've installed has a bug, Rewind can help you rewind back to the way things were. They have a five-star rating in the Shopify app store, and are backing up an insane 100 million items for thousands of Shopify stores right now. And here's the best part. It starts at just five bucks a month. You can get a free 14-day trial of Rewind by going to rewind.io. That's rewind.io. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. And today I'm interviewing, discussing, having going on a journey with a fellow store owner. A couple weeks back, we, we talked with and heard from Logan Ketterling, who is an inspirational uh, young entrepreneur who's 21 years old. Today I have another one for us. They're coming out of the woodwork. We've got AJ Montoya, who runs Pet Care Card. So picture this, you... And, you know, I have the one of these for my, uh, for my bike, but like, let's say you're in an accident, um, the, uh, paramedics show up and then no one knows that you have a pet at home, right? So what happens to your pet? Well, best case scenario is someone remembers and a family member goes. What, <laughs> realizing that this, this is an issue, AJ smartly sells these as like professional, nice cards you could stick in your wallet. And they're so inexpensive, it's, it's easy peace of mind. It's really, it's a very clever business. I like it a lot. And without sharing numbers, it, it is a tremendous business as well. Um, so AJ, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Good, Kurt. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, oh, my honor and pleasure. So tell me, you know, I tried to describe the petcarecard.com. Uh, you could probably do it better than I can. Tell me what it is. Yeah, so you, uh, you you touched on it a bit. So basically, the whole idea is if um, you know you're a pet owner, uh, say you're in a car accident, you have um, some sort of emergency where you are unresponsive. Uh, when uh, emergency services come to check your ID, your wallet to see uh, you know name and information, all that kind of stuff, um, the whole idea is that they'll see this card in your wallet that says um, that you have a pet at home, and on the back side of the card, there's spaces for you to write uh, the name and phone number of an emergency contact. Um, so hopefully the, whoever, um, helps you out, either the police uh, or the uh, fire department, um, hopefully one of them will see that card in your wallet and will notify your emergency contact to let them know that, um, in the meantime, while you're, uh, unresponsive or unable to return home to care for your pet, um, they'll contact that emergency contact person and, uh, have them take care of your pet for you. I love the idea. Clear. It's validated. It sells, it sells very well. What, 
how'd you come up with the idea? Well, so, um, you know, I, I, I'm a pet owner, so obviously um, every time my family would leave the house, that was kind of a concern in the back of my mind, you know, just in case. We live in California, so there's always earthquakes, and there's always a threat of, you know, a big earthquake knocking down freeways or whatever. Um, so there was always a concern of um, the possibility of our pet being home by themselves. Um, and so uh, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and I saw a picture that somebody had posted uh, where they had written on a 3 by 5 card, uh, a name and phone number of their emergency contact, and um, they had put it in their wallet, posted the picture on Facebook, and it had uh, about 22,000 shares on the photo. Uh, and there were thousands of comments of people saying, oh, this is such a great idea, you know, where can I get a card like this? And so, you know, the idea popped in my head, well, if, you know, people are looking for, um, you know, maybe a more professional looking card, um, you know, then that, that's probably something that we could create and uh, we can put on the market. Um, and so we kind of just slapped together a website in a couple of days and um, posted a link on Reddit. And uh, from there, um, we kind of took off on day one. So we kind of knew that we had a, a good business idea here. So did you do, was there, uh, and I, it doesn't sound like there was a lot of effort to create like the initial version of it um, to validate it and post it on Reddit. Like that, that is validation. Um, did you do, do anything before that, you know, before investing the time and money? Uh, honestly, no. Um, we uh, we came up with a little mock-up on a uh, on Photoshop, and we made a uh, an image that looked like somebody was actually holding the card itself. Um, and we put that up on a on a Shopify website. It was a really really ugly site. You know, we didn't really put a lot of effort into it. Um, and so we you know we utilized uh, Reddit traffic just to see if there was any sort of interest out there, if people would actually be willing to pay money um, for a card like this. And um, and it worked. So we just went from there. What was the the subreddit you posted to? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I want to say it was um, probably the dog, either the dog subreddit or the pets subreddit. Okay, I don't remember to be honest. You know, one of the things I see, I love Reddit, but one of the things we see with it is like if anyone stands to gain in any way from a post, they just revolt, right? Um, it seems to happen a lot in various subreddits. If like any promotion, they just freak out. Did you did you get any of that? Or did they just um, think it was a brilliant idea because you would hit this like this this pain that people had and didn't realize? Well, that that first post that we put up on Reddit, um, we really didn't have a whole lot of traction to the post. Um, you know, we got some visitors and we, we made some sales. Um, I think that if that post would have been uh, more popular on Reddit, more people would have seen it, then we would have gotten those comments of you know people trying to, to shut down the self promotion. Um, but because it, it stayed fairly small and unpopular, um, I think uh, we avoided all that. So you got that, that early win on where you just even had like a mock-up of the product. Do you think having uh, a good mock-up like that is important? Like if you had just said, uh, hey, I'm going to make this, do you think it would have had the same effect? Uh, I think in this case, the mock-up was important for people to kind of visualize it to get the idea. Um, if we would have just, you know, kind of just made a, a small website saying, you know, we're going to be creating this card. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to say. I don't think people would have um, had the same response to it. I think the, the visual aid kind of helps uh, people make a decision to buy faster. And uh, I think a lot of people overlook this. Like, I, I love lifestyle photos or action shots, whatever you want to call them, that shows the product in use, shows it beyond just like product on white, shows a real person with it in some setting. I think it's important um, to have, you're right, absolutely, to help people visualize it in their own lives. Um, but people get caught up with like, oh, I got to hire a model and I got to do f photography. But you can just make a mock up, right? Um, right. How'd you go about that? Did you find a, a mock up somewhere? Yeah, I, I think it was on graphicriver.net. They have um, cool. different business card mock ups. And so, it, you know, the, the cards that we make are the same size of, as a business card. 
Um, so it worked perfectly. We just stuck the design on there and then, um, you know, just used one of the mockups that we found on there. All right. And in the show notes, I will note graphic river for people. I've used it many times. I even used it for my wedding invitations. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then ended up like, and then I just, once I had that design, then that info, I did a wedding website and informed that. So no graphic river actually is, is very great. Uh, um, very useful for just, um, finding something else. Like if a tool already exists, don't build your own tools, man. Like there's nothing wrong with using, um, templates and then just modifying them to fit your use like did the person who invented it created that template never thought someone would make a pet care card but it worked right. like don't reinvent <laughs> the wheel um so i like that uh all right so once you had it you know you put it up there on reddit it was validated people wanted it they were interested they were buying they were giving you money like as soon as one person will give you a dollar that's a great sign where'd you go from there what happened next yeah, so um, we didn't have any of the cards made on hand. So, uh, we, like I said, we, we weren't going to put money into it if um, you know if, if there was going to be no interest. So, um, that's a smart way to do I, it. Exactly. I, I believe I posted the link um, in the evening, and then when I woke up in the morning, we had you know a handful of sales, and so I was like, all right, now I guess I got to you know go find a company to print these cards out. So, uh, found a company, paid for you know the express production and express shipping, so we can get them to us and um, and start sending them out. Um, and then from there, we looked into um, using Facebook groups um, on Facebook, and we just found a whole bunch of groups that were um, groups related to specific uh, types of pets or um, specific types of dogs, I should say, uh, different breeds. And so we were able to find you know, there's hundreds of different groups on Facebook, and so we just started posting links, um, you know, to a, a few groups a day, uh, telling people, hey, you know, we've we've come up with this card. It's on our website. If you want to purchase it, if not, um, that's fine too. Um, you know, we were very open about the fact that we were trying to sell them a product and, um, we, we that's had some important, like no one wants to be sold to. So if you, right. uh, if you're upfront saying, Hey, this is a thing I'm selling like that right. immediately diffuses it. No one could call you out be like, Hey, you're the guy you're selling that. Yes. No, I, we led with that. I established that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a little bit of pushback still from people, you know, they were you know saying we're in this group, um, to interact with other, you know, dog owners. We're not here to be sold to. And that's totally right, fine. Right. But um, for the most part, we had a, a very positive response and, you know, we had, we did have more traffic, more sales from, from posting in those groups. Um, so from there we turned to, um, doing some Facebook advertising, um, just targeting different, um, you know, rescue organizations or, um, different breeds of dogs or, you know, pages that are, I love dogs or I love my cat or, or anything like that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it kind of um, just snowballed from there. Feel free to say no. Can you tell us, uh, give us a budget range for your Facebook ad spend? Because I thought this was oh, interesting. Man, uh, I would say the first couple weeks, we were probably only doing maybe five, uh, five or $10 a day. Um, obviously, as time has gone on, we've increased that significantly. But um, in the very beginning, um, again, it was going back to, you know, we didn't want to put a whole lot of money into this if we weren't going to get, you know, money back. Um, so we, we, we stayed with those five to $10 a day budgets. So let's say you start like initially you've got five, yeah, five to 10 bucks a day. So say you're spending $300 a month, not a lot on ads. How effective were those? Cause I think there's this conception, this misconception that I have to, you've got to dump money into Facebook to see results. Right. So, um, honestly we, we had great success in the very beginning. We, um, started the website in, uh, in November, 2015, um, and for the first, I would say two and a half weeks in November, uh, we were getting, you know, probably for every $5 we would spend, we were making probably, um, 80 to $90 a day, um, which was fantastic. Yeah. And then, um, as the month went on, we hit into, um, black Friday time. Uh, 
<laughs> and so all the big re- big box retailers were coming in and advertising, and so it totally killed all of our advertising. Oh. So we went for a couple weeks where, um, you know, before 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, Facebook would blow through our budget and there would be no money coming in. Um, and so, but once we got past the, um, you know, the Black Friday time, then we started getting into holiday time and that's when we kind of started increasing the money we were spending each day. Um, so it was a very, very slow progression of increasing um, the ad spend each day, uh, you know, finding new audiences, um, using different images, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was a very slow slow progression. So you start out, you know, you start spending five to 10 bucks a day, you immediately get traction where you're seeing a positive ROI. Once you're seeing a positive ROI on that ad spend, why not just immediately, you know, uh, add 10 X to the ad spend? Yeah. So at the time I had a, a full-time job. So I was gone from about seven in the morning to seven at night, um, between working and driving in traffic here in California. Right. Um, so, you know, by the time I get home at seven o'clock at night, I would have like no energy to go and sit down at a desk and pack all the orders that we had from that day. So it was, um, it was scary to me at the time to, to try to ramp it up, to try to, you know, explode the business, you know, in the first few weeks of, of running it, because I, I honestly didn't have the time to, to focus on running this business, um, and scaling it at the same time as, you know, spending 12 hours a day at my, uh, at my desk job. Um, but thankfully we had, uh, some family members step in as, as time went on. And then, um, a few months later, I was actually able to quit my job and, and just focus on and growing this business. So let's, okay. I like this. Let's recap. Uh, initially you got to find, you, you looked at your own life to find a pain, which was kind of this anxiety about your pet when you leave, especially in, in California where, where earthquakes happen. Um, and a family from California who lost a house to an earthquake. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it, it's a real fear. You know, if you're not yeah. like if, if you're not from there, it's a real anxiety. Um, and then, you know, once you had the idea, you validated it by creating a mock-up and posting it to Reddit, which I love. So essentially, you spent the <laughs> the only thing you had to spend the money on was well, create the store, of course, which is very inexpensive. Um, your time, and then the the like eight dollars for the mock-up, right? Just um, <laughs> great. Uh, so you know, like early on, yeah, we can make this. Got the thing made. Start using Facebook ads, start growing the Facebook ads, and then you, you run into a thing. You find you found the the upper limit to your success, you know, that was that was holding you back was having a full time job where this is essentially you were scared of your own success. And I think that that happens more often than we'd care to admit. Um, and people don't talk about it. But you had so I mean, because fundamentally it was a side hustle where it's like, all right, I have the reliability of a full time job. And we could see that like with entrepreneurs, there's like great risk, you know, and then potentially reward. So how did you, you know, how did you know when it was time to, to quit your job and focus full time on this business? <laughs> um, it's funny because um, w- once we passed, uh, so, so I was making a certain amount of money each month from my full time job. Once I passed that amount um, with this business uh, on a monthly basis, that's when I started to say, okay, you know, maybe, you know, maybe not yet, but maybe it's the time is coming where I could possibly quit my job. Um, and then within about three months, um, I was making about six times uh, a month what I was making at my desk job. And so you know, the business was was growing. I had three family members helping out, um, you know, so while I'm at work all day, they're at home packing orders. Um, so at that point, I knew I was like, okay, this is absolutely pointless for me to be wasting, you know, um, you know, 60 hours a week, um, at a desk job when I could be using even half of that time to focus on growing my own business and and making it even bigger. So, um, 
I, I didn't quit the job right away. I was making sure that, you know, that the business was steady. It continued to grow. And then, like I said, I wanted to make sure that I was, I was well past um, what I was making at my desk job, what I was not making with, with the website. So that's what kind of gave me the, the push to finally be like, okay, you know, this is, it's time I can do this. Yeah. You're, are, you're certainly, um, I think people have the idea of like entrepreneurs as these like freewheeling folks, but no, we're, we're just as risk averse, if not more than everybody else. Right. Um, and you did everything to ensure no risk on your part along the way, which is great. That's what we should be doing. Why not? Um, right. And then, yeah, you, because even if you're like, all right, we had a great month, you know, there can be times where it's like you launch the product and then you exhaust the market. So you waited yeah. like many months to figure it out. And then you have this issue where uh, you don't have enough time to grow this business. So you started hiring, <laughs> you started hiring your family members. You had them picking and packing your orders. How did you... Not necessarily how did you, you grow grow your store, but how did you really, the better question is, how did you free up your time to run the store? Um, so uh, I really, like I said, I, I honestly had like no time. Um, I had no social life at the time when I was you know still working my job and, and running this business. But once I was able to quit working at my job, um, you know, it freed up whole bunch of times. So I was able to, um, put a whole bunch of different systems in place to kind of like automate daily things that we would do with the website, uh, whether it was posting on social media or, um, you know, setting up templates for email responses for customer service or, um, just setting up different, um, ways to, to quicken the pace of, of packing orders. Um, let me stop you there. I think that's, that's probably like when people are looking to free up time to delegate stuff, the first thing that goes, I'm going to hire somebody. No, before that, look into automation. There is a ton of stuff that you can just have, you can have like 80% of it or 100% of it automated. Um, and even look for like little things you could do. It really like that will quickly free up a lot of time because whether I got to make a big decision or a small decision, it's still a, like a decision I have to make. And you're right, right. social media is the first to go. There's so many automation tools around that. It's easy to automate. Right. Um, email templates, like the whether I use Text Expander. Especially like, you know, you're probably doing your own customer service at that point, you know, replying to a lot of emails. And you don't want to be terse with people, but you also just want to bang the email out. So that's where, right. like, using email templates is great to just quickly say, hey, you know, uh, like, anything else I can help with? And have it just be, like, a quick email template. I read the I got into marketing automation and email templates specifically because I had a successful project with a client and when I was done with it, like when I, I wanted her to review my theme revisions work, I just replied, this is done. And <laughs> she told me, she's like, you know, the whole experience was great. The price is good. You did what you said you were do. It works. But you emailed me and just said, done. <laughs> like it, it didn't come off. And then like that's, I had that moment of empathy where I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. now I always, like I use email templates. So it's the same amount of time. But, you know, everything, like I'm putting my best, best voice forward in email. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, using... So you automated social media, you automated, um, tried to automate your email, and you could do that like with feeding RSS feeds into emails and templates, stuff like that. Uh, any other any other automation wins? Um, let's see. Um, trying to think. Uh, we have a uh, we had at the time a very um, archaic way of, of uh, printing out um, order uh, inserts. Um, you know, packing slips and stuff like that. Uh, we were able to find a couple different Shopify apps that we were able to connect with each other. Um, to kind of streamline that process, we were able to you know just click a couple buttons and then print out all of the all of the um, the packing slips. Um, there's an awesome uh, Shopify app. Um, I, can't, I think it's called Order Printer. 
um, that we were able to customize templates to look the way we wanted. Um, and then they also hooked up with our, with our Dymo labels so we can print out shipping labels in bulk. So, um, you know, just different stuff like that. Um, and even while I was still working at my job, um, probably not the best thing, but I was, you know, while I was supposed to be doing my job, I was sometimes had another window open and I was actually working <laughs> on my business while, you know, while I'm, while I'm at my job. So, um, like I said, it was literally, there was, you know, there was no time to do anything else. So once I was able to leave the job, I was able to then go and, and set up all these different automation things, streamline some of the processes that we were doing. Um, and it freed up a lot of our time and it, it simplified a lot of the things that we were doing. Do you have any favorite tools for automation? Oh, um, trying to think. Uh, oh gosh, not that I can think of, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, what's the social media tool you like? I just use um, the, the built-in uh, Facebook uh, post scheduler that oh, they okay. have cool. for pages. Um, so I just go in at the beginning of the month and, and I'll um, schedule out content for the full month. Oh, um, wow. don't okay. Don't worry about it at all. You know, it only takes you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes to do. Yeah. Um, and then as we get to the end of the month, you know, I'll, I'll do it again for the for the following month. Yeah, it's nice to be able to batch stuff out. Like if you could take, you know, like checking your email. People, that's like this thing some people do, like five minutes every hour. If you just break it down to like, all right, I'm going to do it twice a day. That, mm -hmm. Like, and I try to hold myself to that, but it's hard to sometimes it's yeah. hard to avoid it because that thing's like a slot machine. Sometimes you're going to exactly. get a big win. Sometimes you get, you know, someone who's upset with you. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right, use a lot of automation uh, to free up your time. You've quit your job. You're in this full time. How did you handle um, employees or staff? Do you have any? Do you have a team? Yeah. So, um, you know, thankfully, when you know when I was still at my job, uh, my parents saw how you know how exhausted I was, how I was running myself ragged. So they stepped in and they offered to help out with the packing of the orders. Um, and at the oh, wait, time, how they, old were you at the time? Because you're 23 now. Was, yeah. So I started when I was 21. Very good. So I was still, still living at home at the time. Um, and so uh, my parents stepped in, they offered to help. Um, you know, they, they had no problem doing that. Um, it wasn't until the business started to grow even bigger that I finally decided, you know, like, hey, they're doing all this work for me as well. So I need to be giving them something back in return. So um, we have a set amount that um, we work off each month. So it's a certain percentage of our monthly sales. Um, I go ahead and just send over to them um, as, you know, their their payment for the month, I guess, of, of, of packing all the orders and stuff like that. So even to, to I love that because now yeah. if you're paying someone a fixed amount of salary, you're not necessarily a team. As soon as you're profit sharing, you are now you are a team and you are invested in each other's success. Right, and and they're always trying to you know bounce ideas off of me. You know, you know they'll be um, you know packing a certain product a certain way, then you know they'll come up with an idea, say, hey, you know, if we change this, we could do it this way. It might help things, speed things up. So you know they're they're super involved in this business. They're always helping. They're always um, you know trying to help me come up with new product ideas and and different ways of, of angling and marketing products and stuff like that. So uh, like you said, they're they're definitely uh, like an invested part now of this business. No, for sure. Um so you work, so the team is, is you and your family. It's a family business now. Right. Very cool. Um, and how do you, you know, with delegating tasks, how do you figure out, and especially it's like a sensitive, more sensitive dynamic when you've got, you've got family involved. How do you figure out, you know, who does what, when? Um, so <laughs> it's actually not, not too difficult to figure out with our family because uh, both of my parents are older, so they're not very technically inclined. Um, so anything that has to do with, um, you know, social media or Facebook or anything internet or website related, um, falls on me, um, if it's not something that I can outsource myself. Um, but then when it comes to like the packing of orders, the staying on top of inventory, the, um, 
uh, ordering new products or going to pick up product from our suppliers that are local, uh, anything like that, um, that's stuff that, that my parents um, will take care of for me. So um, we all kind of have our roles and our, the different things that we do, um, you know, on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. Um, and so they, at this point, they just know, oh, okay, you know, this week we got to go do this and, and they'll just get it done for me and I don't have to worry about it anymore. You know what? I love this idea and I love this story. I think you should, you should share more of it. I've seen, you know, like I've read through your about page and, and um, you know, I've been through all the content on, on the pet care card. Um, I would include more of that. I mean, say like this, it's a family owned business. I would share that story with people. I think it, it's really, it's beneficial and powerful. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right. So from there, you know, you've got this tremendous business, you're, you're doing it full time, you're working out with your family. It's great. If you could go back, you know, and, and change anything about it, is there anything you would tell yourself when you start out, when you were starting out, um, anything you would do differently? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I think that um, in the beginning, I would have tried to add uh, new products quicker. Um, our the the cards for the wallet were the first card or the first product that we had on the website, um, and we didn't make any changes for about five months. Um, so. You know, we were we were doing very well with just those cards, um, but I think that if we would have added um, even just one more product uh, to kind of complement the cards uh, early on, I think we would have um, had a lot more success early on. Um, about three or four months into running this business, one of our customers posted a picture of the cards that they had purchased uh, on Reddit, and it went viral that day, and it ended up on the front page of Reddit. Hmm. Uh, so we had like 15 or 16,000 visitors hit the website in a single day. Um, but the only product we had at that time was just the wallet cards and it's a very inexpensive product. So even if we would have had another product that's slightly more expensive at the time, we probably could have, um, you know, maybe doubled or, doubled or tripled the revenue that we made that day. Um, and I mean, that even goes for, for all the advertising that we were doing at the time. You know, if, if people saw the cards that we were advertising um, and they were liking it and, and buying it, we could have, you know, upselled them with other products. And that's just something we didn't do early on. Um, so going back, if, if we could do that, that would probably be one of the things that I could change. Yeah, it's tough, especially like early on, if you in a single product business, like it's easy to start because you only have to think about one product and mm -hmm. it just strips away a whole bunch of issues. But then you like, there's a ton of value, um, you know, when you're trying to grow a business in having um, upsell products. So stuff that's complimentary because it gives, it's, you know, it's a nicer journey for the customer. And of course right. it helps increase your, um, your revenues. Right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So, well, I think, I mean, you, you've said it all. I love the story. I, I think you're fantastic. Um, but is there, um, you know, having you Shopify this whole time, if you could wave a magic wand, what's one feature you would add to it? Um, the feature actually, actually exists with, um, with Shopify plus, but I wish that they would make it for, you know, the lower planes as well, but, um, a way to put in scripts to the checkout page where you can offer, um, different, um, specials or deals, you know, like a buy two, get one or, you know, buy X, get this 50% off different stuff like that. Um, I know there's a lot of apps on the app store that kind of work and, and kind of do that different stuff, but, um, I wish that they would have that available for the lower, con uh, the lower plans. Um, so that's just something that, that we could program into the website and, um, and not have to worry about, you know, the monthly fees for the apps or, um, making sure the apps are working or, you know, different stuff like that. Right. And I think, um, you know, over time, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know anything here. I'm just speculating. We have seen some 
I would imagine that like as more features get added to plus, we'll see some of them trickle down um, mm-hmm. either entirely or maybe in like a, a more basic version into regular Shopify. I'm con- right. This is pure speculation. I'm like, there's no rumor here. This is just what I suspect. Um, so it might be, I mean, like they're adding a lot more scripting to Shopify Plus. So like maybe we see that stuff come down. That'd be um, nice. <laughs> but I know like for sure we know we're, uh, they're expanding how discount codes work. And really like functionally, Shopify Scripts is a system to add, to do discounts without coupon codes. It's code, yeah. codeless discounts. Um, so <laughs> yeah, just yeah. thinking out loud. Anyway, all right, last question. And then I will, I will let you go is you have a, a pet care empire to run. Yes. What's, what's one thing you wish every Shopify store owner would do? Oh, gosh. Um, use upsells. Man, um, like I said in the beginning, if we would have had a second product that, that we could have upselled to, um, to our customers, it, we, they would have made a huge difference to our bottom line. Um, we have a couple different products right now that we run a majority of our traffic to, and we, have, uh, we use the app in-cart upsells. Um, and we, have, we see like um, a 60 to 80% take rate on, on those upsells. Um, so it's huge, you know, as a, as a business owner, the main focus is trying to make as much money as you possibly can while spending, you know, as, as little as you can in your, in your marketing dollars. Um, and upselling is, is the best way to do it, I think. Um, and if you're not doing that, um, you're definitely leaving a lot of money on the table. And didn't I do it? If I recall correctly, I mean, that that's great advice. If I recall correctly, uh, didn't, didn't you recently get engaged or getting married soon? I did. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Th- uh, lastly, where could people go to learn more about you? What, what's your What's that website? One more time. So uh, our company is called the Pet Care Card. It's the thepetcarecard.com. Um, and if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I'm not real active on social media, but um, if you want to add me on on Facebook, uh, I'm at facebook.com/slash/ajmontoya22. Right, AJ, thank you. You've said it all. Um, I wish you wish you the best of luck in your your marriage and with the pet care card. I think it's a a fantastic and even kind of altruistic idea. It's great. Um, <laughs> and, and to our listeners, uh, thank you so much for your time, attention, and the wonderful reviews I've started seeing pop up on iTunes. Your kind words and and your comments on uh, in our Facebook group. However, this all you made it into yours. You can find out more about it on officialshopfypodcast.com. You know, we'll include the links I mentioned in the show. And if you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, you can sign up for my newsletter, kurtelster.com. Shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at ethercycle.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.